Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishki here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number one 877 565-1466 where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies the LodgeCast will be reviewing. Sia's Music Rated PG-13 Bliss Starring Owen Wilson Rated R I Care A Lot Rated R Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar Rated PG-13. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1-877-565-1466. Call toll-free today. Love and light. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Locked down. And Brother Lucas. Locked up. Appropriately, the movie we're doing tonight is called Locked Down, and we thought it might be a good opportunity to retire Lockdown Hot Takes. Brother Bishke, can you explain what this means? As we cross the one-year mark of being locked down in our apartments, uh, <laughs> and, and um, we want to say that the Lockdown Hot Take that we've been doing pretty consistently. We want to start transitioning more into the formal episodes with our uh, classic episode theme. Uh, We want to bring the schnapps back, some other special bonus features that we've abandoned. So we want to get back into episodes. So while this, while we're still going to remain, remain locked down until we are um, fully vaccinated, we are going to end the lockdown hot takes. We might still do hot takes with, VOD content that doesn't deserve um, a full episode. But for the most part, <laughs> they're going to be locked down episodes and uh, we'll have guests on. But tonight it's just us three covering the film HBO Max movie Locked Down. The final lockdown hot take is locked down. Woo! And I knew nothing about this other than it was shot during COVID. And that there may be some kind of a heist afoot. I didn't even watch the trailer. I, I remember Bishke has been a huge champion of this from day one. <laughs> and he he texted us the, the trailer. Lucas immediately texted no. <laughs> and then he said, JK, you know, I'm down to clown. <laughs> but that no hit hard and I felt that. And I was like, I also was like very quietly no. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know about it until I saw the trailer you sent, and I could barely finish it. It hurt that bad yeah. for me. No, pe- pe- people are hungry for pandemic content. Are they? Are they? Well, the movie, there was a Michael Bay-produced movie called Songbird that that made a bit of a splash. Um, <laughs> no, thank that you. was shot last summer during <laughs> Thanks, the pandemic. I hate it. And, <laughs> and I... 
I wouldn't go that low because that had no talent attached whatsoever except for Demi Moore. But this one... We got talent in this one. We got some talent. We got directed by Doug Lehman, director of Swingers and Go, two of my favorites from the 90s. And we got uh, the writer of Serenity, Stephen Knight. Which is what excited me the most. I'm like, holy shit. So I was like, there's a possibility. I mean, they obviously rushed this into production writing, financed, and directed during the pandemic. You know, this is rushed. And on screen, we got Chiwetel Ejiofor and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. That's that's serious business. There's also a lot of uh, stunt casting in the supporting roles. Yeah, because, you know, we make fun of Skype performances before where, you know, oh, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio Skyping in for his his role in Rings or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. Sinister. Yeah, what, whatever, whatever they have to do to not leave their house and still get a paycheck. But now it's like the pandemic. There's no judgment. You yeah. have to cash your paycheck staying at home and yeah. doing a Skype performance. We got Stephen Merchant, Mindy Kaling, Ben Stiller, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. And you never know who's going to pop up in these Zoom calls. That was half the fun is like I didn't look at the cast ahead of time. I was like, yeah, I want to see who pops up on Zoom next. And there's Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. And he never shows up in real life. But there he is on Zoom. Sir Ben Kingsley in goofy mode. Not as goofy as the love guru, but still (laughs) still goofy Kingsley. (laughs) But looking good for his age, I might add. Uh, Looking damn good. According to IMDb Trivia, it's the first film to feature the updated blue Warner Brothers Shield logo. What do you guys Oof. think of this new logo? Uh, four thumbs down, man. This shit is, is <laughs> I need so... more yellow in it. No, this shit I need is more so... more gold in it. This shit is so bad. Look, I speak... I'm biased. I am a former Warner Brothers employee. I, I worked as a tour guide with uh, Brother Anthony many years ago. Yeah, you did. I love the original <clears throat> 90s and, and early aughts, like uh, gold and blue shield that has shadow and depth and texture yeah. and is sturdy and iconic and amazing. But I read into this. <laughs> Apparently... Because all of our phones today are like some backlit pixelated bullshit. Millennial Mm -hmm. and Zoomers only see flat like uh, icons or something. (laughs) So it's it's like you're uh, they've done market research, like test test focus groups and these ugly flat two color bullshit. Your brain remembers it longer. So you go to it or you return to it faster than a complex image or something. It's totally whack. That's how we defeat millennials in the Great War. We remember they can't see depth. So we use that against him on the battlefield. I feel like an old man yelling at clouds. It's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. I'm like, get out of here. Uh, the blue shield is it's not my Warner Brothers logo. But I fucking hate it. Like, I hate it. Like, I truly, truly, like, would take any previous retro past WB logo dating back to the 40s or 30s over this shit. Well, then you go straight from that controversial logo and they slam you right into a Skype call. Yeah, oh. you're on Zoom. You're oh. on Zoom. It's bad buffering. Like I thought, oh. my, I thought my stream was fucking up because the buffering was bad. So here's what's yes. funny is I thought the same thing. But then a few yep. minutes later, my stream was bad because my Wi-Fi was taking a dump. But oh, I assumed no. it was the aesthetic. So I watched like a good chunk <laughs> no, of the movie no. before I was like, wait a minute. No. This isn't a Zoom scene and it's still not synced. I better start over. It's playing games with you. The, the audio's out of sync. Fuck that shit. You start to get a little, a little paranoid about your own setup. And 
I've never felt a clearer empath emotion than on one side of my brain. I felt Bishki just squealing with glee at just starting right into a Zoom call. And then on the other side, I felt Lucas's soul die like a thousand times. Yeah. And it was so d- delicious to feel both of those sides. <laughs> oh, it was it was such a cold ice bath that you were jumping into in that early going because it's not just the aesthetic of the found footage uh, webcam Zoom nonsense. It's yeah. all it's also the Stephen Knight British playwright, like I am yes. pentameter, like David Mamet speak rhythm of the dialogue. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. so after a few minutes, you're like, why does everything sound like a bad play that I'm stuck at, like at a university or something? Like yeah. it just like was killing my ears. I was and like, the zoom oh. call, you know, the zoom hides nothing. You got uh Chuetel, you know, doing this dialogue. That's, it sounds like, you know, it's like just laid bare. He's doing Shakespeare or something, and he's <sighs> or like knockoff Tarantino romantic comedy. That's yeah. what I got from oh, it. Oh like man, definitely. They thought their shit was ninety percent more clever than it actually was. Yeah, and oh. it's very tough to love something like that when it's laid so bare. It thinks it's so clever, but it's only bringing fucking Zoom calls and COVID misery to the table. Like they're living in this giant like bougie apartment. That's and strike number two is, is yeah, the setting yeah. because, yeah, you open with the Zoom and Chuli Talajafor is like, well, you know, do I give you the straight answer, cheeky answer, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, actually life sucks. How am I doing? I'm not doing great. Like, blah, 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 blah. He tried to break up with, you know, Anne Hathaway or Anne Hathaway tried to break up with him. And you're like supposed to feel the, bad the for him. The couple's going through a tough time. Yeah. But then he like walks out of his private bedroom and they have clearly <laughs> like a $2 million condo or yes. brownstone or something. And it's like, oh, these people are in a different like tax bracket as me. Like this is not my neighborhood. And then Hathaway's like emo raging around, just like flopping around on a bed like life's over. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's that's kind of the killer for this whole thing is how rich they are. Yes. How, yes. how expensive the apartment is. The like, fatal it, the fatal error was was setting it in that condo because yeah. it's like you're quarantining for two weeks. Oh, you poor baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> two weeks. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. And they got like a six bedroom like just. Oh. that they're running around. Yes. And, he, and he's got like his like nearby like garden that's like growing, you know, heroin or poppy like poppies. Like, yeah. yeah. In the wild. And it's like, OK, so you're even like more bougie than I thought. So uh, ben, a- ben Affleck, Ben Kingsley. I wish Ben Affleck was in this. <laughs> Getting Dunkin Donuts. Ben Kingsley kind of sets the plot in motion a little bit. He asks uh, Edge of Four to transport some valuable cargo and, you know, he's desperate for a job and Kingsley's kind of manipulating him, but he decides to do it. And that's what kind of kicks off this really labored heist scenario that throughout most of the movie, I think I think the reason that they made it be a giant condo stupidly, because it wasn't serving the anything else, but just the fact that most of this movie the vast majority takes place in this condo, just yeah. like walking around, being locked down. So yeah. I think in the next year we're going to get, you know, with 
the fact that we're starting to get content that was created in 2020 right now. Yes. We're going to get a lot lot of shit. We're going to get a lot of couples arguing in closed spaces. Like we got, there's a Malcolm and Marie, the Zendaya film that's coming out. Uh, It's just them arguing in a room for an hour and a half that I have. And when that happens and there's plenty of that in this, when there's these big argument blowups, it just feels like a big actor jerk off self tape sesh, you oh, know? Oh yeah. man, totally. That's like exactly what it is. Every scene is like a bad acting class assignment, and you're just like trapped until the cigarette break. I wrote down who would find this entertaining. I Oof. don't even think Hathaway would find this entertaining. Yeah. Oof. Like, what are you supposed to feel? Like, are you supposed to be charmed by this? I I honestly don't know who this is for other than the actors just saying they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to, just to make something during this time. It's the film equivalent of the imagine video that Gal Gadot and the other celebrities did at the start of the pandemic. It's like, Oh, we're going to make, we're going to take everyone's anxieties and we're going to make it a fun, relatable romantic comedy with like a heist or whatever element genre element. But like, again, it is tone deaf. It is flat. And it's doesn't, it's like, it's, it's not, uh, a, almost it's like not appropriate, right? Like when people are it's like die, dying from this, it's like, honestly, when I was watching it, I, I didn't, I remember in the trailer, yeah, it hints, I think that it's a heist, but I had forgotten the heist elements when I was watching it. Yeah. So for the first hour I was like, oh shit. You, you were I, really stuck. Well, no, I, I was like, I know what's going to happen. One of them is going to start to get sick and then the other one's going to have to take care of them while they die and drown in their own <laughs> fluids. But no, Whoa. but no. That would no. have been more appropriate yeah, anyway. To watch lockdown whilst lockdown is just pure hell. Yeah. Like, Bishki, It's I, patronizing. I, it's fucking I patronizing. Know, I know you want us to face this. I know you want us to look straight into what COVID content means. And, yeah. you know, I, I was on board for host. I, I loved host. Well, host was the perfect length for, for a lockdown. It was the film. perfect length. This is two hours long. Yeah. And at 37 minutes in, I'm watching it alone. I yelled at the television, unwatchable, (laughs) unwatchable. Yeah. And there was still an hour and change to go. Uh. That, that That is existential dread. When you have that much left and you can't handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, to give our listeners some insight. So yeah, the film opens with an unhappy, you know, uh, successful couple living in a very uh, luxurious, comfortable home. And yeah, Chewy told you for is like this truck driving poet who's not happy with Anne Hathaway and Anne Hathaway is this, you know, event planner who is unhappy with her career and and, and she has to fire a bunch of people over Zoom, which is like, oh, man, like <laughs> if you're trying to get any goodwill or sympathy, like you, you just lost it forever. You just blew like, all of like, it. Like yeah. forever. So that means every scene she's doing after that scene, I'm like getting angrier and angrier and more and more bitter and like just like I want her to die like so hard. Mm-hmm. No, Hathaway. Hathaway is the the most embarrassing element. She's she goes all out. There's a scene where she gets drunk and she goes out yeah. banging pots for the National Health Service. And I wrote I, down, "What did you guys think of that pots and pans scene?" <laughs> that that would be a salad dragon crouton. That's a crouton. Salad crouton. <laughs>
She's banging those pots and pans. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. She's in her pajamas. Like, Just embarrassing oh. on every level, like as an actor. Was that supposed to be powerful? Human. Like, what was that? Was that I, think, I, think it was, I think it was supposed to be funny, I think. That's how I interpreted it, but I wasn't laughing. But to give our listeners even more insight to how bad this movie is, it has the... Um, trying to quit smoking trope where one character is <laughs> yeah. hiding that they're smoking from their partner. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. can we just not ever have like that specific trope ever again? Because I, I would rather see something different or new, you know, like they can't take a dump or something because, you know, they're so stressed <laughs> out as opposed to trying to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> there's another, there's another crouton where, Anne Hathaway is going outside defiantly and dancing to Stand and Deliver by Adam and the Ants. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a crew I, I, I muted that. I think I turned that down. I was like, I'm not, I'm not here for this. This is like I'm stuck at karaoke with Anne Hathaway. No, thank Pure you. No, excuse embarrassment. me. Annie Hathaway. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't like what were we were we supposed to feel liberated at no. that point? No. We get, we get some zooms. We get Ben Stiller and his son, oh. uh, Quinn Dempsey Stiller, shows up in the background. And the first thing Ben Stiller does, the very first thing, he gives a full-throated on-screen ad for Apple AirPod Pros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at these. I love these. I just got <laughs> these. And she's like, I don't have those yet. And then he puts them away. <laughs> We get Wrinkle in Time's Mindy Kaling showing up for yes, about 30 seconds. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. You know what's fucked up is I forgot her name. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, I know that actor. Like, who is that? Never Cause, forget. Because I've been yeah. in quarantine for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's been microwaving our brains. And, I, I mean, the whole movie feels like you're in an endless Zoom meeting that you want to get out of, that you want to figure out a way to wrap up your involvement in and just move on with your life. Like shut the laptop, get out of there. Yeah. And that's brutal. Yeah. But three fourths of the way in, we do get to a diamond heist. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> and here's, here's, here's why the, the audience may be asking themselves, but Lodgecast, why does this movie take place in London? Why is this a, yeah. you know, uniquely United Kingdom experience? And I'll tell you why. Because yeah, tell us. It's in the beginning of the movie, they kept mentioning this 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 business called Harrods, Harrods department store. And I was like, "What is a Harrods?" Like I had to look it up, and it's like a Bloomingdale's or a Macy's, but they don't exist in the United States. So they they have yeah. to be like, "Oh well, it's uh, Harrods because we don't want it to be at the Westfield Century City Mall?" Question mark. There's a five minute scene dealing with Sir Ben Kingsley assigns. Jewettle, the name Edgar Allan Poe, and they think that's hilarious, oh. and they keep bringing it up that that people that's, don't. That's his fake identification for his part of the of the heist that's going to happen. And the whole plot hinges on people not recognizing Edgar Allan Poe as a famous author. Yes, it's just like it's, oh, it's man. so rough. Oh, it's so rough. Stuff. This this movie is a is a challenge and a chore. Oh fuck. And the first instance of a, a score that I even noticed, like to help you along with any of it, was an hour and 25 minutes in. Like this movie is dry as a bone. It's just dry Zoom calls, dry bickering shouting matches, dry poetry being shouted in the streets. <laughs> like, And then the music finally creeps in when they start heisting, you know, just to, to remind us that it's a fucking movie. And, you know, it picks up a little bit in the last 30 minutes, but that's just relative to the rest of it. 
And it's just because they're out of the house. It's still completely annoying. Like that part doesn't go away no matter where they are. And did you buy either of these people as motorcycle enthusiasts remotely? No way. And and might I add, when they like go out on the town on the motorcycle, Anne Hathaway is not wearing a mask. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like there's like half a million people dead in America. Yeah. It's a special film. It's a special film for the 1%. It's only for the 1%. Yeah. (laughs) But is it even for them? Like, would they even enjoy this? Who... Who would love this movie? I guess this movie is made for media relation, like publicist, event planner, Mm -hmm. party planner, runway show planner, people. So it's it's entertainment uh, venue industry like related. So it's it's definitely (laughs) made for like an upper echelon behind the scenes kind of person. It's very insider like baseball, I guess, you know, because it's like, oh, well, when you have a show at a department store, you have to insure everything. But if there's a COVID lockdown, the department store is not going to store everything on premises. They're going to put it in storage. (laughs) And it's like, go take a long walk off a short pier because like, I do not care. Bishki, who do you think this is for? Well, I'm just saying, I I don't think this is for anyone, but I do think... (laughs) That this pandemic content can be relatable if you make it relatable to, you know, the common man who's had to deal with this for the last year. Like, there's there's opportunity for comedy. There's opportunity for just some heart wrenching drama. But yeah, but this is not it. This is this is this ain't it, chief. This is like two weeks into the pandemic and these people are asshole rich assholes and you just want them to die but anyway. <laughs> Truth. Oh, on that peppy note let's go to them lockdown bones oh lucas i could hear that sigh i could feel that sigh in, in my bones so oh man let us have it what do you got i mean this movie is confounding because that's the perfect word yeah like you really don't know what it's about like you just think it's a bad i think it's just like a drama like rachel getting married which is another anne hathaway movie like just single location drama 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 acting class 101 audition scene audition scene audition scene (laughs) um and you don't even really know it's a heist. And then like, as I was watching it, it took me almost an hour to be like, Oh, I see with Ben Kingsley. Like, okay. I, I think I remember now. Yeah. It's going towards this heist. Okay. Whatever. And I just thought like, this is supposed to be a comedy. It's a romantic comedy with a heist yes, thrown I in. I think it is. I think it's so. like, I think it you is. know, Doug Lyman's done swingers. He's done Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Like he, he tends to lean more towards comedy or offbeat. You know, drama. They're supposed to be so charming. I think they're supposed to just be charming our pants off. Correct. Correct. But because Stephen Knight is is more of like a a British drama writer with Locke and Serenity or whatever else, it's like it's a weird mishmash that does not work. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it thinking, okay, if I had the same script, same actors. What would I do here? And I thought, well, I think if it was me and I watched what we just watched, I would 
reverse it. So the first half is the heist, and the second half is, hey, uh, I want to break up oh, with you. Oh, dealing with it. Oh, and by yeah. the way, if you want to play a drinking game, take a, take a sip or a drink every time someone says Paxton. Because they say Paxton <laughs> like every five seconds, but nobody says Anne Hathaway's name, I think, is Linda or something. But like they're always like, hey, yeah. Paxton, 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 Paxton. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah of Paxton. Paxton. It's like, oh, my God. Um, but I just think like you could have set it up with the heist and then like, you know, they, 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 they break up or they can't leave cause they're locked down, but the police are looking yeah. for them and they're canvassing the area. And it's only a matter of time before they get caught. And then you can kind of end on like a high note, but instead it's just like completely wishy-washy. I, I got to give that a live rewrite. That's good <laughs> enough for a live rewrite. Oh, just that you. alone. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. But the way it ends, it's so wishy-washy and it's supposed to be like, feel good or something and it's like no 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 oh no learn to read the room folks like this is not an appropriate lockdown movie for lockdown times i think anyone trying to make a movie during this whole ordeal is a fucking money grubbing exploitative scumbag michael bay included with songbird it's Whoa. like fuck all y'all like you know if you want to help us take, take the money that you would use to make a film and fucking get us the vaccine or get us covid tests or get us or, or get fucking like people's rent paid because like there's so many people being evicted because they can't like pay their yeah. fucking rent so fuck right off all of you i have to give this a woof like it's a hard oh! there it is there it is i fully support your woofing uh, Brother Bishke, you were the one that brought yeah. us here to this I mean, film. You I were was, the one. That was not ex that was not unexpected from Brother Lucas, and uh, <laughs> I, I apologize for bringing you to this. I'm just amazed Lucas Wolf. made it through. I'm I wrote too. I wrote down it so many times at so many different timestamps. I'm like, Lucas is definitely out at this point. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Oh, he, if he man. wasn't out then, he's out now. I yeah. was, I was, so, I was hate watching it, honestly. Yeah. Cheers to you for, for sticking it through. I mean, from the director of Swingers, one of my favorite films, and, and from the writer of Serenity, one of the best Lodge cast. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, Crazy. I mean, you think, you think they'd put, you know, but they didn't, they threw it together. This is, I wasn't, I was expecting more, but I wasn't. Um, yeah. Because this is thrown together pandemic content. And I'm hungry for pandemic content. I mean, I, yeah, I need equipment I for are. living. I need, you know, um, <laughs> I need this these movies to take me through this incredibly difficult period of all of our lives. And you still got to watch Breaking Bad and Sopranos and Game of Thrones. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about core Lodge Master. I'm talking about core pandemic. I'm talking about core pandemic content. I know. That takes I know you, you are. That confronts the pandemic head on. Ugh, gross. Like host, 50 minutes long, yeah. beautiful horror movie, you know, but this is two hours. Um, yeah. This is, this is you know, just the start of the pandemic era content we're going to get. Mm. And Ugh. so it's starting from a pretty low point. I'm going to give it one bone, but I'm going to remain- One whole bone? One whole bone, but I'm going to remain optimistic Ugh. about the future of- um, you know these movies that you know the the desktop films and the the, yeah. the Zoom calls and we can we can turn yeah. this into an art form if 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 we put the time in. But Stephen Knight, writer and Doug Lehman director, did not um, way too long. Hathaway was embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, one boat. I guess that's cool that one of us 
is holding the torch for these Zoom movies because I'm I'm most certainly fucking not. This was hell on earth. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, boy. Woof. Yes, my lodge master. Yes. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I got nothing else to say on this. <laughs> bury it. Set Amen. it on fire and then Amen. bury it. Disgusting. This movie sucks. Easter egg alert. Did you guys watch the credits? Yeah, it's it's uh, yes. Chewy Tall Edgy for cooking or something. It's like yeah, he makes there's a there's a bonus scene of him making homemade bread. If you watch the credits, yeah, yeah, oh that's a big God. point of contention between the two because that was a joke early in the quarantine that everybody's making bread now, and she's like, "Don't make bread. It's it's going to be inedible. It's going to be like a rock." And then he ends up making it. That's the final lockdown hot take. That's it. That's it, folks. We're we're breaking out of lockdown. My parents got vaccinated. I'm going to be vaccinated soon. It's going to happen. Can't wait. AMC stock is rising like crazy. Yes. AMC to the moon, y'all. AMC to to the the moon, moon. my friends. Hold. I don't care how how much money you lose. I've been losing hundreds daily. I already told told, uh, Sister Marilyn from the movie lodge that when the next time she sees me in person or the next time I'm in a theater, like I'm going to be crying just tears, like just tears of yeah. joy. Yeah. Oh God. I will watch lockdown in theaters. I don't care. Yes. Yes. Man. I'll watch anything in theater. I'll watch, I'll anything. watch, uh, an Adam Carolla, Denise D'Souza, ham yeah. and cheese yes. special. Anything, anything. Just let us back. Oh my God. Love you guys. Love and light to everybody. Love and light. Rest in peace. Lockdown. Rest in peace. Lockdown. Hot takes. Lockdown. People are hungry for pandemic content. Are they?